Ah, hi, welcome. Open the door and come on in. In fact, the door is always open. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. We always have a seat available. And what we're trying to do is help people develop minds of awareness. When we walk through life with a minds of awareness, we obviously are not foolhardy or reckless. However, when we have that mind of awareness, I'm not too sure whether we have to be afraid of anything. I'm not too sure that we have fear in our lives. So if you're interested in getting on that boat and paddling, welcome aboard. Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without setting definitive expectations in full impact mindfulness where we challenge you, we dare you to fully participate in your life, to crawl out of that cocoon, to crawl out of that egg, spread your wings and, and fly through life, to flow through life and help people understand an epic adventure. So as always, I'm joined by my good friend and uh, co host and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, welcome aboard this evening. Oh, glad to be on. It's been a while since it's been just the two of us here on the show talking. Indeed, indeed. So it's nice to have these uh, type of settings where we can uh, perhaps throw ideas up in the air, bat them back and forth between each other. And as always, people come to us, Mike, not to tell us that their life's wonderful and everything is okay, although oh, we love to hear good news. And any good news that you have, you can certainly send it in. And we, believe me, we'll be glad to rebroadcast that. However, what we were doing before was speaking about behavioral change in the 12 steps of recovery. And as a disclaimer, I would like to say that neither I nor Mike speak for any 12-step recovery groups, nor do we advocate issues. We're, we're only telling you what works in our lives. So, what happened was in those first uh, three steps, the commitment steps, we went through steps four and five, where we made that searching and fearless moral inventory. We gathered all these defects together. It's like cleaning out a refrigerator. We clean out the uh, the pantry. We clean out the garage. And there's usually a bunch of junk there, isn't there, Mike? Oh, absolutely. And rotting things and stuff that I should have put a date on and, uh, you know. Fairly smelly, huh? Kind of smelly, kind of yeah, smelly, kind of a, why did, why did I in the first place? Some of the things that we'd like to get rid of, well, we just can't wish them away. We just, we can't teleport them, can we? No, we can't, not yet. Sometimes we can call a 1-800-JUNK and, uh, and, and take them away, but I don't know the equivalent in this well, and, regard. Well, number one, what we have to do is be willing to give them away at first mm -hmm. because some of the things we've held for so long that we have this unnatural attachment to them. You know, when you're cleaning the house and, and you have that like, oh, I can't get rid of this. I, you know, I feel that kind of emotional bit to it. Um, but, you know, when you're cleaning out your head, it's more like in your emotions, it's like, you know, well, for good or for bad, that's part of me. Mm -hmm. Is it a thing that I can throw out? Well, simply because it's been there for so long, it's like a thought inside of our heads, Mike. The thoughts have been there so long inside of our heads that we figure they must have some importance. As uh, a little bit of an anecdote about my past, uh, my father would occasionally take me and my brother down into the basement and say, we're going to clean. Uh, I remember one specific time I did pick something up and I was going to take it over to the trash can and he stopped me and he says, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm going to throw this away. And he said, no, you're not. He said, go try to find one of those. Go try to find one of those today. And I was, and I was was thinking to myself, nobody's used this in 50 or 60 years. No, no, no one has these anymore. There's no practical use for them. So many of the things that we're 
we're holding on to some of these uh, character defects, some of these weaknesses, some of these uh, inclinations, some of these things that really served us no purpose, in fact were detriments to our wellness, uh, we've been hanging on to them for so long. So we can't call the trash man for these. However, in the 12-step world, what we do is we release them, we let them go. And in the 12-step world, Mike, what we talk about is the concept of a higher power, whatever that may be to you. Lack of power. That was our dilemma, Mike. Mm -hmm. Lack of power. Our purpose is to find a power greater than ourselves. And if that's the 800 garbage truck, then it is. However, what we do is we try to turn this over and let somebody, something, some universe, some energy bigger than us take this away. And then what we continue to do is to ask that these things continue to come out of our lives because they're like mice, you know. Mike, mice keep coming back into the house, do they not? Absolutely. After after maybe we uh, make every effort to uh, make sure that they're not there, they seem to find our way back in. So we have to be vigilant and we have to continually clean that house, do we not? So after we've uh, kind of righted our ship a little bit and we've made ourselves feel better about ourselves, maybe we've become a little bit more emotionally sober and Mike, we're a little lighter. We've gotten rid of some of those things that are holding us down, some of those stones we've been carrying around with us. So quite often, Mike, we talk about dropping the rock, do we not? Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. So what we do then is when we're, we've already cleaned up some of our own personal things, our own personal refrigerator, our own personal cupboard. So what we do then is we want to reach out to the individuals that perhaps we've hurt in our life. So step eight of 12-step recovery says, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Do you ever make amends to somebody, Mike? Uh, yeah. yeah, anytime I feel like I've wronged somebody. Mm -hmm. So the idea is, is if we make through the list and what we do is we find out uh, the people that we've harmed. And generally what we do, Mike, is we make we make three lists. We make a list of resentments, we make a list of fear, and we make a list of sex. Okay? So in these resentment lists, normally we make four columns. In the first column under resentments, we would put, well, what the resentment is. Okay? Maybe somebody tripped me. Maybe somebody stole $5 from me. Or maybe somebody... Uh, turn me into the boss or whatever. So then we want to we want to name that person. We want to name what the resentment is. We want to list how it affected us, whether it was our self-esteem, our self-concept, our pocketbook, any relationship issues, work, law, whatever. However, uh, Mike, the most important the most important column in that list is the part I played in it. Mike, normally throughout life, Unless someone admits their part in some type of a conflict or misunderstanding or resentment, there's little or no chance of resolution. So have you ever walked through people in life with people who constantly play the victim? Yes, they, they always seem to you know, think that something has wronged them or complain about something that's wronged them uh, all the time and, and not really kind of taking responsibility for putting themselves in certain positions. That's right. So... We, we often talk about personal responsibility on this program. We often talk about the importance of owning what you do and owning what you say and take responsibility for your actions. That's the mark of a, uh, that's the mark of a real person, is it not? That to say, yes, I was wrong. Yes, I was wrong. I, I own that. I own it. So 
in the in the fears inventory, uh, we go through the same thing. However, however, the biggest fear that people leave out, the biggest fear that people leave in the closet or in the refrigerator, underneath the bed, or locked away, every single person on earth has repressed memories or things that they're not proud of, something in their life or multiple things that they never want to be brought to the light of day again. Okay? And have you ever maybe uh, done something wrong, uh, maybe when you were little or whatever, and you were just walking on eggshells waiting until someone found out, like your parents? When we get older, we carry around these things and we walk. Did you ever walk through your life with an air of anticipation, anxious anticipation about gee, I hope this doesn't come out. I hope this never never gets caught. And as the social media aspects now, a whole lot of people's secrets from the past are coming to the forefront, are they not? So you've heard, you've heard the saying that it's our secrets that keep us sick, okay? And we've often talked on this show that secrets are like vampires. And when vampires come out into the sun and you tell the truth, secrets and lies can't stand in the sunlight. Okay, they can't stand, they dissolve. So, and again, this is a process of making you freer and lighter, freer and lighter to take these secrets, to tell them to a trusted confidant. Do you ever feel better after you unload yourself and after say, gee, I I really need to tell you something? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You don't have to carry that around anymore. You don't have to look around with this anxious anticipation. Do you ever see anybody with with a stare like deer in the headlights? Yeah, usually people uh, on their way to work every day. And you're walking through life with that, and it's all our fundamental, foundational emotion, that old emotion, fear. Okay, so the sex inventory is one of the most misunderstood ones. We go through the same thing, however, it's not the consensual sex, it's not the orientations, not the acrobatic positions. It's where we've been selfish or dishonest in a sexual or emotional relationship with another human being. And I'll repeat that. When you've been selfish or dishonest in a sexual or emotional relationship with another human being, you've hurt somebody else. You've been selfish and self-centered. Okay, and that's that's very important. This is this is really taken an in inventory, and this is not about guilt and shame. This is not about a way for you to look and beat yourself up about this and saying what a horrible person you are. This is a way of sweeping the rug and not sweeping it under the rug, but actually getting taken care of it. When you were when you were younger, did you ever do something? Uh, do you actually spend more effort in not doing something than doing it? Honestly, there's stuff I do now that's like that. You know, as okay. you have a task list, there's certain things that, you know, if you just got it done, you, you, you just have it done, especially when you're dealing with business or community things or something. And uh, it, it, certain things are on the list and I'll see it on the list and be like, oh, you know, we'll push that off, push that off and not just get it done right then. Mm-hmm. And it becomes uh, this sort of big albatross that's, you know, you're still like fretting getting done. When all you have to do is just step up and do it for that moment. There's only so many things you can stuff in the closet, Mike, mm-hmm. because eventually it's going it's going to be over. Or only or only so many time so many things I can hit snooze on in a reminder list. That's correct. That's correct. So the idea is is to take care of these things and spend the time and energy in a positive way. So. So what do we do after we make this list, after we have all these things? Well, what we do is we make, we make, and I'm going to read exactly what step nine says. It says, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except 
when to do so would injure them or others. And obviously this takes some type of a mentor, someone to help you through this type of process. Because at time, if we're doing this type of inventory, then we need some help. There's some things in our life that need straightened out. And we need somebody that's been a little bit, has walked down this path before. It's okay to trailblaze, but it's okay to walk through the jungle if you have somebody that's been through the jungle before. So let's uh, let's use this for an example, Mike. Let's say that uh, I came to you and I had maybe used you shamelessly in the past, maybe owed money, whatever I'd done to you. So I came to you with a sincere and willing heart to make things right, to explain to you, not to, not to make excuses or to say, you know, this is why I did it, to actually say, okay, I'm owning this. I own what I did. I deeply regret what was done, and I'd like to, like to see if we can possibly make things right. So if I came to you, then all of a sudden you jump up out of behind your desk and chase me down the street with a baseball bat. Would that have meant have worked? Uh, no, maybe not entirely. Well, and that's and that's where we take another different perspective. Okay, remember whose whose inventory is this? Whose side of the street are we trying to clean up? I'm trying to clean up mine. So I go to you with a sincere and willing heart to make things right. I have the best and honest of intentions, and you refuse that gift. You refuse to accept it. Remember, it doesn't matter whether you accept it or not, that it would be preferable. However, I came there to clean up my side of the street. You cleaned up your slate and also to deal with the consequences or the reaction. That's correct. As well. Be willing to accept whatever occurred. Mm -hmm. So if that person chooses to hang on to the resentment and hang on to that bitterness, then they continue to, as the Buddha said, to walk around with that burning stone in their hand. Mm -hmm. They have to make the choice, too. Absolutely. So taking that in another vein, uh, except when to do so would injure them or others. Let's take this uh, type of instance where let's say that someone had perhaps used another human being shamelessly in the past in some type some type of way okay let's say let's say it's either a man or a woman and uh you know you years later you said i really need to make amends to this person i, I really hurt them i gave them a lot of emotional pain so you're thinking i want to go find them and i want to go make things right with them well let's say that in those years that they had grown and they have a good life now Maybe they, have an, maybe they have a partner. Maybe they have a successful business of children. And they're very, very happy. What right, what right would you have to go back into that life and reopen that wound? What right do you have? Right. Would that serve any useful purpose? No, not at that point. Not at all. So you have to use your own discretion. However, those amends still need to be made. So perhaps you would do it in another way. You'd uh, appoint, you'd approach some other part of the universe or creation or whatever to uh, do some type of uh, good work to uh, compensate for that harm that you've done in the past. So that's, that's very important. So the idea here that I'm hoping everybody, everyone out there would possibly take a look at their life, maybe go through that inventory, those resentments, what part did you play in it? The fears, what type of fears are you holding on to? What type of fears are holding you back? Those secrets that are keeping you sick, those heavy rocks inside you, those heavy rocks inside your pocket. And then the, the sex aspect, bad, but is not the titillation. It's the 
Where have I been selfish or dishonest in a sexual or emotional relationship? Making those amends, making things right in your life. So the idea is that after you've gone to this is a lightning experience. This is ego deflation. This is really finding out and connecting with yourself. Finding out that, you know what, I'm not a bad person. I am a good person. My behavior in the past may not have been uh, acceptable. However, I have the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness enough to try to correct that. So we're asking that everyone please consider this. And if you have any questions or concerns, or perhaps some stories that you'd like to share uh, of how these particular things worked in your life, uh, Mike will show you how to contact us. And as always, we're offering a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest or challenge you to fish without bait. Forgive yourself, forgive another, do a kindness to yourself, do a kindness to another, till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, Click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.